messed up. Um, so, oh boy. Bobby, did you get good. in trouble again? Yes. Bobby, what did you do now? Well, so mommy made me a hot pocket in the microwave, and I was kind of curious on how the microwave made really good food, so I grabbed one of daddy's screwdrivers, and I took the cover off the thing that it plugs into the wall, and I wanted to see how it worked, and mommy got more mad at me now than when I put the bullfrog in Miss Johnson's sweet tea. Bobby, Bobby, that's so dangerous. Well, I don't, it, it, I wanted to see if I could like zap it with my finger and make the food hot and delicious like mommy does. Bobby, mommy doesn't use her finger to make the food delicious and hot. I, it's just that mommy has so many rules and, and, and I'm scared when dad gets home because she was really mad. Uh, yeah, Bobby. Bobby, mommy has rules for us so that we don't get hurt. I know, but there's so many of them, and, and it just seems like Mommy doesn't want us to have any fun. No, we, we can have fun, Bobby. I have fun all the time. You just got to follow the rules. But I don't like following rules. I know. Rules are no fun. You know, sometimes, you know, I know that Mommy wants us to be safe, but just sometimes it's boring following the rules. Yeah. Rules can be boring sometimes, but... But I really think mom does it because she wants us to be safe and she doesn't want us to get hurt or do anything dangerous. I suppose. But I have to be on here for 45 more minutes. That's a really long time, Bobby. I know. I must have broke a pretty big rule. So what do you think would have happened if I would have hit the wrong thing with the screwdriver? I think you would be there for like 45 days, Bobby. Oh, that's a long time. Oh, Maybe I should listen to mom from now on. Yeah, I think so. I think that if we follow the rules, then we can still have fun, and then mom won't get mad. Okay. Well, when I get off of this chair, I'll come find you, and we can play. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, Bobby. See you later. Oh, my goodness. If you are all in um, the sanctuary right now, we'd be giving Bobby and Sally a round of applause while next time, Bobby, you definitely want to listen to mom. Definitely listen to mom. So yes, those Ten Commandments or mom or dad's rules or whatever kind of rules that are set place are there for your good. But not only do the Ten Commandments uh, are for our good, for our benefit, for our protection, uh, the Ten Commandments also help us to kind of show us or reveal our hearts, as I like to say it. Here's, here's a passage for you. Uh, you can write down. It's found in 1 John 2, 4 through 6. And I just have part of it up on the screen for you today. But it says, if someone claims to know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show compl- how completely they love him. That is how we are living in him. And here's what I really like. Those who say they live in God should live, live their lives as Jesus did. Now, I realize that that passage is probably really like, whoa, that's pretty deep. That's pretty harsh. Like, God talks that way? Well, Jesus, I believe, isn't asking us to be perfect. 
He's not asking us to follow every rule or Ten Commandment or whatever you would read in the Bible perfectly. You see, he desires us in our heart to do the best we can for him. And today we're going to have a sword drill because this is something else we like to do in kids ministry that I think parents still like to do. In just a moment, I'll explain to you what that is. But for now, what I want you to do is make sure you have a Bible close. And if you don't, next week, make sure you have a Bible close and uh, and you'll get to participate. But this is going to be kind of since we're, you know, not all in service together. This is going to be a family competition. And so for those of you who are following along who don't maybe have somebody with you today, uh, pretend like you're racing against somebody, I guess. Um, but we're going to do a sword job. Before we get into explaining what that means, this week we have a special contest that I want you to participate. Now, whether you have a family or don't have a family, you can still participate. But there is going to be a prize given away to a family with a kid or a teenager. Uh, although I'm sure a parent probably wouldn't, wouldn't pass away uh, a gift card to Ingram's candy store, but... We're going to have a contest this week, and it's going to involve our sword drill verse today, which is, I won't tell you where it's found, because I know some of you will put your finger in there and cheat at home, and we don't want that. We want this to be a, a fair competition. But we're going to have you video yourself or your family or your child, however you want to do it, saying the sword drill verse this week. At some point during the week, you're going to record it and you can either put it up on our Facebook page, Nexus Church MN, or you can send it to me and I'll put it up there for you. Now, I realize maybe somebody doesn't want to do that, um, but if you want to win the prize of the gift card, which is going to be $20 to Ingram's Candy Store, uh, you'll want to send it so we can put it up on Facebook. And then next week, we're going to pull out of the hat all those who were participating and we'll pick a winner. It won't be anything other than just a, a chance of you coming out of the hat and nobody else does. So that is the competition. Um, we'll probably pick it right live in service, so uh, we'll get to have the fun of doing that t- next week on Sunday. All right, so the sword drill. What you do on a sword drill, for those of you who never tried this before, is you're going to put your Bible on your head. Now, I like to have kids stand up because part of kids' ministry is we don't sit around for very long. We need to keep moving. And so we like to stand up. And so if you're at home, stand up, put the Bible on your head, and you're going to wait for the song to start. When I say go, the song will start and you'll put your Bible down because, you know, again, we like to be physical and we like to hit our leg and then we open it up and then I'll probably give you about a minute uh, to find the verse. All right, so the verse today, get ready, Mr. Liam, to click that slide, is 1 John 5, 3. 1 John 5, 3, on your mark, get set, Go! I thank God for my Sunday school teacher Told me, boy, you're gonna be a preacher That's why I got my Bible Screaming, Lord, send your revival I'm coming with you, call me back like Michael I lose my mind like I got hit by a now I love my worship team more than you could ever imagine, but they just cheated and used their phones or devices. That's okay. We still love them. 
Don't love him just the same. All right, Mr. Liam, you can go to the next slide. I'm guessing by now, First John 5.3 is probably found at home. If you still haven't found it, keep flipping, and uh, you'll want to read it later because, of course, this is for $20 at Ingram's Candy Store, so you're going to want to memorize it. Now, I would suggest memorizing it in the New Living Translation because it has a flow to it, and it kind of helps you remember when it's a flow. When it's clunky, it's easy to forget. I believe the New King James Version is a, is a very fluid version as well. But 1 John 5, 3 says, Loving God means keeping His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Right, we go back to what we just read in 1 John 2, 6, and it says, those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. That seems really, really burdensome. But when we are loving God, we out of the love of our hearts, right? Following the commandments is something that reveals our heart. When we love God, out of it comes this desire to do what he asks of us. And that's where the Israelites got it all wrong. You see, they thought that they had to follow these rules because it was expected of them. And it was just this, this kind of, uh, kind of like when you have a parent who's really hard on you and you feel like you have to do it or you get a, a consequence. God doesn't sit here and want to punish you. He wants you to love him out of the love that he's given towards you. And that's the difference. That's the difference. We love God. Because he loves us. And so out of that comes a love for God and likewise a love for others. So you and I have this choice to follow God's commands out of love. It's a choice. You don't have to. God's not up there saying, if you don't do this, you're going to get squashed. You have the free will to do so. It's not out of obligation or fear or punishment. God's totally desiring for you to do so. And these 10 commandments that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, this this is out of your heart to obey his commands. Now this past weekend, actually last Sunday, my family and I we went to Grand Forks. We wanted to just get out and and take our family and just have some little Caesar's pizza out in the nice beautiful weather and just enjoy kind of being away from the home and so we did that but of course anytime we go to grand forks it's an automatic we go to target dads of target you know what i'm saying it's it's a real thing now because we didn't want to take our whole family into target it was for my wife we as a family sat out and waited for my wife but we know that if my wife goes into Target, it's not going to be for five minutes. In fact, the store was closed for five minutes before she came out. Yes, feel pain, feel the pain. And so my kids and I were just hanging out in the parking lot, doing what kids and dads do in a parking lot. And uh, there just happened to be an open stall right next to us. And then there was another car. My kids wanted to play line tag. So I'm like, all right, you guys play line tag, but here's the rules. Here's the bumper of one vehicle. Here's the bumper of the other vehicle. You have to stay within those bumpers because, of course, there's cars. You could probably guess that that did not last very long, especially on line tag, because they're going to run outside the lines. And so 
right away, my youngest, Kaya, she runs out and, okay, there's no car, you're safe, but don't do it again. And probably within three seconds, she was back outside the bumper line again. You see, what she didn't understand is that this command that I placed over her wasn't to squash her fun. I wanted her to have fun. The last thing I wanted to do was take a screaming young child back into her car seat while we waited for mom for another 15 to 35 minutes. Last thing I wanted to do was have her sit there on a beautiful night as we waited for mom. But that's what we had to do for her safety. Someday she will understand that those commands were for her good because that second time she ran out, there was a car that was just a few stalls down and I stopped her right before she got to that car that was approaching her. It was for her benefit. It was for her safety. And so we don't obey God because we have to. We obey God because we know that it's for our benefit. We know that it's for our good. And so today, as we close up the service today and the worship team comes back, besides today recording 1 John 5, 3 for your benefit and for your kids' benefit, I'm asking you to do one simple thing. I believe that every single person listening to this passage or this message today and thinking about God's commands Probably if they took any time at all to reflect on what God has been speaking to your heart, you would admit to God and to yourself that there are areas in your life that you know you have not been following God. Now, whether it's giving your life to Jesus, maybe, or you've been hanging on to a bad habit for your whole life that you've been trying to give up, but it just doesn't work. And so it kind of goes back and forth. You give it up for a while, then you take it back. God's saying, this is for your benefit. You don't have to quit because I want you to. It's for your benefit. Would you give up that thing? Or maybe it's to start reading your Bible. You've kind of tried and then fell off the bandwagon and then you pick it up again maybe at the new year and then you just fall apart. God doesn't want you to read his word because, well, you be smarter. He wants you to do it because it's a relationship with him. And when you read his word, you're hearing his heart. Or when you're praying to him, you're speaking to him. Now, you might not hear him audibly, but in your heart, you're having that that intimate relationship with him. Whatever it is for you, God isn't up there saying, I want you to do these things because you have to, because I'm telling you to. No, again, it's for your benefit. And so, Father, as we come before you and, and we just contemplate, God, I understand that, you know, it's it's different having this this altar time at home. But as we listen to this song and as we do what it says, surrender to you, I pray that there will be some breakthroughs in people's lives today. That these things that they know that you would ask of them, they they would have that, that switch in their mind and realize that it's not because they have to. It's because of what you've done for them and they want to. And it's for their benefit that they follow after you. And so I pray that for every single person listening, whether they're three years old or they're 93 years old today, Father, 
Will you work in their hearts and help them to have that freedom of living under your beautiful law to love God, to love others? In Jesus' name.
have your way. 